everybody. My name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beyond the Pills podcast. My name is Josh Rimini. I am the unpharmacist because I love getting people off unnecessary medication. So there are some medications that are unnecessary, ones that are unnecessary or not needed because of lifestyle and interventions that we can do are the ones I love getting people off of. So in today's episode, we're going to do another mini charge on Beyond the Pills protocol. So these are the things that we could do Beyond the Pills for blank. So a lot of times people just tell me, what is the natural approach for blank? What is the supplement for blank? What we do now is with this beyond the pills approach is you can take the same approach to anything that you're, let's call it your pain point, the thing you're trying to fix, your chronic condition. Today, we're going to talk about our anxiety support beyond the pills approach. To support mental, emotional wellness, our bodies have a fight or flight, healthy stress response, right? And when that stress response is critical for survival. So if we didn't have it, it'd be great. We've done a whole deep dive on stress. If you're looking for more information on this deep dive part of why things happen in our body, I love the component of stress and emotional well-being. We're going to be doing more of those. You can look at those former podcasts and you can see how that works. But when the system goes awry and this natural approach to our physiological inputs and our fight or flight responses disturbed, we can result in excess worry, nervousness, fear, apprehension, and anxiety. So these are that nervousness stuff, right? So examples of disorders with anxiety are things like panic attack, obsessive compulsive behaviors or disorder, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of that going around, a lot of different things looking at different techniques on trauma release now or just generalized anxiety. Sometimes it's documented or not. We've all experienced it for one way or another. It's a depleting emotion, anxiety, right? So we don't like it. Developing an integrative approach to getting more emotional well-being going, factors like diet, lifestyle, supplements, and labs can be important for helping. So what can you do without a whole lot of medical intervention? We always wanna take our supplements and our labs and looking at these things of what we can do and being in conjunction with your healthcare provider, but none of these things are going to be counterintuitive to them. The first thing we look at is supporting diet and nutritional considerations for anxiety. First and foremost, you want to make sure you have adequate amounts of magnesium, right around three to 400 milligrams per day based on your age and gender, but that's the rough amount. That's elemental magnesium. You can get magnesium through sources of food such as kale, spinach, Swiss chard, pumpkin seeds are good, almonds, cashews, black beans, dark chocolate. These are things that are high in magnesium. So eat a lot of them. The problem is to get that adequate amount of intake, we just don't eat enough. So that's why it's on my top list of supplements. We'll talk about supplements later, but eat foods rich in magnesium, eat foods rich in zinc. You want about eight to 11 milligrams a day of elemental zinc based on your age and gender. We want to look for rich sources of zinc. What's an easy one? I just got back from the beach, vacation with my kids. Oysters are a really good source of zinc. Liver, beef, pork, crab, lobster, some of those things that cause inflammation, right? Those shellfish, they're also high in zinc. So if you're not in high inflammation zone, eating those types of foods like crab and lobster on occasion is also good. Baked beans are good. Make sure they're organic, low sugar. 
and egg yolks. Egg yolks are really high in zinc. So these are things we could do. Amino acid rich foods definitely help because especially the foods high in tyrosine tryptophan. Those are amino acids that we use for neurotransmitter calming. So foods like turkey, you've heard of that, high in tryptophan, beef, chicken, salmon, cheese, if you're not dairy intolerant or it doesn't cause inflammation. Probiotic rich foods are also another good thing. Remember, the gut is responsible for 70 to 80% of our neurotransmitter balance, not here. So if our gut is happy, our brain is happy. The gut-brain connection, okay? Super real, super important. So the best way to manage your gut is to have a healthy gut. And healthy gut means probiotic-rich foods. So things like sauerkraut, kefir, kimchi, I'm going to give a plug out to my buddy who owns Sunny Culture. If you're in the Whole Foods areas and things like that, Sunny Culture is kefir water. So it's probiotic water. Definitely helpful high in those probiotic strains, kombucha, pickled vegetables, fermented foods. Those have all been associated with studies to reduce anxiety symptoms. It's not going to cure your anxiety. It's going to reduce the symptom because it's calming in nature because your gut is happy. Remember, if your gut is happy, you have less anxiety. Consider adaptogenic teas that have their polyphenols and calming effects, such as chamomile, holy basil, or oolong tea. These are things that can be calming in nature. So anxiety is correlated with the lower total antioxidant levels in the body. So you want to raise the antioxidants, which is a novel approach for anxiety, is you want to put in the good stuff. So if you have anxiety and you have low antioxidant status, the reasoning is if you have better antioxidant status, you might have better reasoning and better support on your anxiety. Spices, clove, allspice, sweet basil, sage, turmeric, ginger, fruits, berries, lots of berries, very phytonutrient dense. The black, the reds, those are really good for you. Vegetables, spinach, beets, broccoli, things that are also really good in antioxidants. Beans, legumes, nuts, seeds, all that's really important for your diet, okay? You can just support that for your anxiety. So think about this. Your food is medicine. Every time you eat that one food, kale, for example, you're thinking of it as a medicine, like a pill, because it's helping. It's really actually physiologically helpful for your anxiety. Lifestyle. Let's talk about lifestyle. When I think anxiety, I think stress. So I think, what can I be doing? So diaphragmatic deep breathing, activating that diaphragm, the vagus nerve that stimulates a calming effect. It's called parasympathetic rest and digest. We've talked about that. If we do more calming breath, you can even get into that rest and digest state just by doing deep breathing. Three to five minutes, that's all it takes. It doesn't take very long. You just focus and do the breath, okay? And what would you do there? You would close your eyes, breathe in through your nose, breathe in deeply through your hips, through your belly, five to six seconds, hold at the top, gently hold, and exhale through the nose or the mouth and relax. That's it. See, that's not that hard. People think it's hard. It's not. So adopting meditative practices, my number one, my number two, probably my number three things I do. I love meditation. I'm big Joe Dispenza fan. If you already know me, progressive relaxation, guided imagery, emotional freedom, technique therapy. These are all ways that we can help reduce down the stress levels. There's too much. There's too much. There's too much information on meditation. So if you're not meditating, like to know how you can ask us or you can seek out some good recommendations because it's really helpful. Exercise, mindful exercise for anxiety. So these are things like Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, 
where you're mindfully moving, not high intensity interval workout. Remember that high intensity interval workout, stress on the body. It might be good stress, but it's stress. It does not help the fight or flight triggering and the anxiety. So if you're looking to treat your anxiety with lifestyle, you might want to try more of the walking, mindful type things while going out for walks in nature, aromatherapy, massage, music therapy, putting this in your daily routine, not just saying, oh, that's nice. I do it on occasion. What if we just do that daily? It doesn't take long. I call it stacking. If you're going to go walk your dog around the block, put on some meditative music rather than looking at your phone, which is stimulating to the nervous system. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Optimize sleep. If you're looking to optimize sleep, go to our former podcast on sleep. Really important for sleep practices, your care practice for sleep. If you intentionally do the things that have been shown and proven to optimize your sleep, you will ultimately help the stress response system. Remember, when you're sleeping, that's the brain's dishwasher to get rid of all the junk and all the stress and clearing out all the cortisol and all that gunk up there. So if you're sleeping well, you're detoxifying the brain. It's the only time of the day where the brain detoxifies and gets rid of the stress and disassociates the thing that happened with the emotion. That's what we want to do when we're sleeping in a good, deep, restorative and REM sleep. And the easiest thing we do when we put our patients through programs is we have apps and the apps can track your diet, your lifestyle, supplements and labs. You can use a system to monitor your stress and anxiety levels. In our high-level practice, we also use heart rate variability monitoring with heart math techniques. These are something you can do, simple and easy, five to 15 minutes, two to three times a day for six weeks has been shown to clinically prove a reduction in stress and a reduction in anxiety. Those would be the lifestyle interventions that we'd want to do. Let's talk a little bit about labs. Third pillar here, labs couple things you could do. One, you could test your genes, okay? There's certain genes, 5-HT1A, the MAOA gene, and the COMT, catecholamine O-methyltransferase. These are ones that are responsible for how you produce, how you eliminate, how you metabolize your calming neurotransmitters and also your excitatory neurotransmitters. So if you keep the cortisol around longer because you're genetically not predisposed to spitting it out and metabolizing it out, then you're going to be at a more excited state longer. So if you knew your genetics on those things, we have the genomic insights thing, and especially the one that I've really loved to use is the DNA company. You can use our link at dillworthdrug.com. We have a link where you can actually get your DNA. Remember, DNA for wellness is different than DNA for sickness, just like the approach for wellness is the difference for approach for sickness. We're not looking to see if you're predisposed to anxiety. We're looking to see what pathways that will either support or not support your body's ability to manage stress, to sleep, to metabolize certain neurotransmitters, or to make them. So those are the things that we can look at now to optimize your health and optimize your supplement protocols as well. Looking at your genetics is super important. It's a lot cheaper than it used to be. For 500 bucks, you can get an awesome DNA report from the DNA company. If you'd like me to help support you in that, please let me know because we are a provider for them. You can take validated surveys like a generalized anxiety questionnaire to monitor your progress, right? So a lot of what we do in our programming is you take an anxiety symptoms questionnaire in the beginning, then you do all these lifestyle modifiers and integrative approaches with diet, lifestyle, supplements, and labs, three months, six months, whatever, time frame, you take the same survey and you see how you're doing. It's a really easy self-reported score is undervalued. I always do a thyroid panel on anxiety 
I could probably use a cortisol panel for anxiety to see where their stress levels, their circadian rhythm of stress is. And if I'm really looking at some results and I'm really looking to optimize, we want to do organic acid testing. So organic acids can test for how your neurotransmitter metabolites are doing just from your urine. So the metabolites like HVA, VMA, there's these big long words. There's four of them specifically tuned around organic neurotransmitter balances. An organic acid test is something that your functional pharmacy or your functional doctor can do. It's a urine test. It's not invasive. And you can get like 75 metabolic markers for your health and wellness on one lab. Super important. So if you're looking and interested for that, we can do that. You can just contact us. You can direct message me. You can put comments in the lab. We can do anything. We can do this stuff now. Point of care, you don't need a prescription, but it can really improve your anxiety if you look at it from that perspective. We're doing supplements last because I think this is a really key component for the therapeutic support for a protocol to get clinical outcomes with anxiety. So the first thing I'd use is something to support neurotransmitter balance in the body. And so a lot of these things are blends that really help. We use Nightcom at our store. It's by Vinco, V-I-N-C-O. It's got an adaptogenic blend, valerian, passion flower, lemon balm with magnesium and melatonin. So for people that have anxiety and want to get to sleep, it's a really good product. I also use Catecholicom by Designs for Health, which has vitamins Vitamin C is important for adrenal balance. So they put vitamin C in there. A lot of B vitamins, we call those the stress vitamins, right? B1, thiamine, B2, riboflavin, B6. B6 is really, really important for mood support, undervalued. B12 status, pantothenic acid, and magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. Manages neurotransmitters, has a lot to do with calming effects on the body. Can't stress that enough. And then things like L-theanine helps with anxiety. It's my number one go-to singular supplement for anxiety for the episodal piece. L-theanine is an amino acid. It's found a lot in green tea. It really helps calm the body down. I call it nature's Xanax. That's why I call it because it's natural, hardly has any side effects. I don't think I've seen anyone have any side effects. It calms the brain waves down into the alpha state, which is calm, relaxed, and alert. L-theanine, taurine, good amino acid, supports the stress function. Phosphatidylserine, which comes from sunflower lecithin, but phosphatidylserine, 50 to 100 milligrams, helps the body metabolize cortisol faster and better. So in other words, it doesn't keep the stress around longer. So that's something really good. And I love adaptogens. Ashwagandha is probably my favorite for this. The catecholcom has all those vitamins, the magnesium, the L-theanine, the adaptogens that we discussed, and the phosphatidylserinol put into one place. So if you're looking for that, don't shop on the internet. Shop from a local provider or someone that you know is buying from the source. Because if you can't validate it, there's a chance, a very good chance, that it is counterfeit. Another thing I like for anxiety that I've used for years now is CBD. I know it's tough because we can't say CBD all the time because people think it's marijuana. I can't tell you about all the stories that I've had in that respect about credit card processors and insurance companies and everything else. But CBD is legal. It's made from hemp. It's derived from hemp. It doesn't have any psychoactive properties and it's highly effective for anxiety. It's got documented results for anxiety. I really like that. And it really does help. I think it helps in a different way. It helps the cannabinoid receptor, which is not the neurotransmitter receptors, but it does help 
there's a lot of cannabinoid receptors in the brain, and they do seem to be important for anxiety and mood and pain. So I've used CBD for years. Using CBD, I use liposomal, Terra. I use broad spectrum a lot to get all the cannabinoids in there. Really does help. If you're looking to start CBD, take a look at my older podcasts on your functional RX podcast, but generally speaking, should have some guidance on how to start it. Could be drug interactions, could be a lot of different things. So I want to make sure that you have some guidance from a professional before you start it. I wouldn't go to the smoke shop and look for something like that. I'd go for a highly trained professional. Pharma GABA is a naturally sourced bioidentical GABA. GABA stands for GABA amino butyric acid, which supports neurotransmitter balance. It's an amino acid that we make that's beneficial for many things that have to do with neurotransmitter balance and calming effects. So using it directly, Pharma GABA, a couple tablets a day, a couple capsules a day, which is about 200 milligrams, really does help calm the center down. Last but not least, magnesium. Say it again, say it again. If I say it a hundred times, it probably means it's important. Updating your magnesium status, especially higher amounts in the evening time. I love the bisglycinate. We're doing five grams of powder, which is about one teaspoon, which is about 300 milligrams of elemental magnesium a couple times a day would be a good idea. But generally speaking, 300 milligrams is good. We can hit it and we can get it good. Diet, lifestyle supplements and labs as it relates to anxiety. I hope this was valuable to you. If it was, please like us, please share with your friends. If this gives you value, it could probably give someone else value. You never know. One thing that you might've learned that could help you in your health, that's what we do here at Beyond the Pills. This is why we want people to think, what can they be doing outside of the prescription that can help? Now, fun fact, if you are taking something for anxiety, like a benzodiazepine, you don't want to stop cold turkey. These support systems that we have are here to design to help reduce your dependency on them and hopefully get you on a reduction protocol if you're looking to do that, make sure you check in with a smart, savvy pharmacist that knows how to de-prescribe that stuff and can support these with the systems we put in place, things we talked about today, as we look to get off the medicine, especially if you've been on them for a very long period of time. Just like anything, if you've been on it for a long period of time, there's a process to getting down from them. If you've been on the benzodiazepines for a very long time, there's a good chance you need melatonin. It will reduce the body's need for melatonin you don't produce as much. So there's a good chance you're going to need some melatonin. It's a nutrient depletion with the benzos. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hope this was helpful for you. I'm glad you liked the little bonus. Love you. Stay well. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.